Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Welcome to Tumble, the show where we explore stories of science discovery. Today, we're talking about some of the most powerful weather on Earth. Hurricane season in the Atlantic Ocean begins in June and lasts until November. Hurricanes are monster storms, and there's not much we can do to stop them. Forecasts are scientists' attempt to predict hurricanes, not just days, but years before they happen. We're going to find out how they see into the future of hurricanes. Today's question comes from Thea. Why are hurricanes so powerful? I think hurricanes are so powerful because there's like little gnomes cranking knobs that make things powerful. I'm not really <laughs> doing a great job here. <laughs> Get <Just> more creative. <laughs> my, my default thing is there's gnomes. <laughs> I thought your default thing was there's hamsters. I mean, hamsters are involved too somehow. Maybe the gnomes ride the hamsters. <laughs> It's a really good hypothesis, Marshall, but let's I ask, try. I try. <laughs> let's ask our listeners, why do you think that hurricanes are so powerful? And how do you think scientists predict them before they happen? Think about it, because we're about to ride a hamster right into the middle of the science of hurricanes. <laughs> Tally-ho! <laughs> serious answer to Thea's question, I talked to Susana Camargo. Susana is from Brazil and she studies hurricanes at Columbia University in New York. And it turns out that job is something she never predicted. I thought I was going to be working with hurricanes for a few months and then 20 years later I have been working with hurricanes for 20 years. <laughs> Susanna's job is to help forecast hurricanes long before they start, to give people as much time as possible to prepare for them. She's been working on it for such a long time because there's still a lot we don't understand about how hurricanes work, which makes them really challenging to predict. A big part of that is how powerful they will be and why. People think about hurricanes, the main thing that's related to power is the winds. But that's not the only thing. The hurricanes also have a lot of rainfall associated with them. Thinking of like the classic meteorologist on a beach wearing like a yellow rubber slicker, just getting pummeled by rain and maybe like leaning into the wind, like, I'll tell you, Jim, things are really bad out here. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not just about how much wind or rain is happening during the storm. It's a lot about what happens afterwards. And you can have flooding that comes for all this rainfall. Another thing is storm surge. Okay, so I get how flooding is destructive, but what's storm surge? It's basically how the storm pushes water out from the ocean onto the coast. Think of it like you're playing in a bathtub. So if you start pushing the water from one side, it will become higher in one side and lower in the other side. The wind is like your hand pushing the water towards one side of the tub. On a beach, it means the tides are much, much higher. And that contributes to flooding? Absolutely. But what the storm surge looks like depends on exactly how and where the hurricane makes landfall. How much of this water is higher from one side to the other depends on the how big is the hurricane, how intense the hurricane is, how the form of the coast is, how deep the ocean is near the coast. Oh, so there's actually a ton going on there that affects the power of the storm. 
it's still hard to make good forecasts of the storm surge. So to answer Thea's question, we know the elements of what makes a hurricane powerful, like the speed of the wind, how much rain, flooding, and storm surge. But predicting how powerful is still a moving target? Yeah, and that's why Susanna wants to know more about how hurricanes work on a very basic level in order to better forecast them long before they happen. Because when a hurricane is already on its way towards land, its power or intensity can change really quickly. You know, this problem of the intensity is like we have still a lot of science that we want to understand of how exactly hurricanes intensify uh, in a few days and why they have some of them intensify super fast, what sometimes we call rapid intensification. Is that like when a storm changes from like a tropical storm to a hurricane overnight or ramps up from category three to category four all of a sudden? I, okay, I'm just using terms I heard on the Weather Channel. Yeah, that's exactly it. So the people on the Weather Channel are reporting what they can measure at the moment that the storm is growing over the ocean. But what Susanna does is try to figure out why it's happening in the first place. To do that, she builds models. And you can use them to simulate a specific hurricane that, for instance, intensified very fast. So she's building models of hurricanes, like with physics and math, or is she doing like lots of gluing of tiny little figures? <laughs> it's a computer model built on what we know of the physics and math behind hurricanes. You could think of it as a hurricane computer game where you get to control all the elements. You could program it to play Hurricane Michael or another storm that intensified really fast. You start playing with that model and changing it and seeing, okay, if I... As I change this thing in my model, what happens to the, the hurricane? Does it intensify faster, slower? So if and you do that and with lots of times, then you start, oh, this button here in my model always leads to more intense hurricanes. Oh, so you're seeing how one change can lead to like a completely different effect. Exactly. And you do that over and over. You do again for another hurricane. Using hurricanes that have already happened in real life means that scientists are testing their ideas against real-world situations. But the results also depend on how the model itself is set up. So the models that I usually work, they only have the hurricane and the atmosphere. So when you want to do other things like storm surge, then you actually use to have put models together. So you put your model that does the hurricane together with your model that does the storm surge and make the two models talk to each other, which can be very complicated. It does sound really complicated, like the two models might get in a fight about which is the better game. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. The point is, it takes a lot to get a clear picture of what's going on inside a hurricane. Because hurricanes are very cloudy. In more way than one. I love weather puns. But the science of hurricanes is getting even more tempestuous. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who don't know, that means stormier. Yuck, yuck. Okay. But, But why is it getting stormier? Well, because hurricane scientists like Susanna aren't just looking at this hurricane season and the next. They want to know what hurricanes are going to look like far into the future. And that future involves climate change. 
So when you have climate change, you have a warming of the atmosphere and also warming in the ocean. And basically, for a hurricane to happen, you have to have this warm ocean. So let me guess, uh, climate change is making oceans warmer, and that affects hurricanes. Yeah, the basic science is that oceans are warming as a result of carbon dioxide released by fossil fuels and other human activities causing climate change. Susanna compared it to a pot of water heating up on a stove. Imagine you're boiling water, so you have the evaporation from your water boiling to the atmosphere. The same thing happens in the ocean as it warms. More and more water evaporates off the surface, and that evaporation provides the fuel for developing hurricanes. Oh man, I see where this is going. So hurricanes are getting more fuel in a warming world. And that means they will be more powerful to a limit. In terms of what we expect to happen in the future, we are quite certain that the hurricanes will become more intense. But they're not going to become two times more intense. We're talking about small range of uh, their intensity increasing. So it's not like we'll have Category 12 hurricanes, but it is easier for a hurricane to become stronger than if the oceans weren't warming up because of climate change. It's very clear by the theory of how I understand hurricanes, by these models that are talking about, they all say the same things. So climate change is a big piece of the power puzzle. But there's another important scientific question. Is climate change already charging up hurricanes for this year? How can you say something is already happening? You need the data to see that. Susanna says this is a really hard question to answer right now because she doesn't have enough data from hurricanes from long enough in the past. How did you know there were hurricanes 200 years ago? Eh? Only if the hurricane affected you or affected your family. And then imagine regions there were nobody living. So you can have a hurricane happening there and nobody would know. Oh, I never really thought about hurricanes like that before. It's kind of like the saying, if a tree falls in the forest and no one was there, did it make a sound? It's only been in the past 50 years or so that scientists have been able to track hurricanes around the world from satellites. That might sound like a long time, but it's not enough for Susanna to see a clear difference between what's normal and what's not. Huh, so if Susanna doesn't have the data, how does she answer the question? She plays a climate change version of the hurricane computer game. If you get these models that I'm talking about for one hurricane, and you run this model many times with, with and without climate change, and you see if there is a difference or not, and then you, what you can measure is how much of the difference in intensity or in precipitation was due to climate change or not. So Susanna is basically changing the data behind the model, like warmer ocean temperature versus cooler temperature, like lots of gnomes, not too many gnomes. <laughs> she's, she's not inputting the gnome Gnomes at on all. black <laughs> hamsters versus gnomes on brown hamsters. All right. Because <laughs> everybody knows the black hamsters do go a lot faster, especially when the winds are blowing. Anyhow, the future of hurricanes isn't a crystal ball filled with hamster-riding gnomes. When the next super-powerful hurricane hits, we still won't be able to say whether climate change made it bigger than it would have been otherwise. But as the danger grows, Susanna is building better forecasts, bit by bit. 
I work in science for, you know, over 25 years, almost 30 years. I never had the Eureka moment. So <laughs> you always like understand some cool things. Oh, look, this cool thing I understood. But then you put your cool thing with your neighbor cool thing with the other person working other side of the world cool thing. Then, then all that comes together and you see, oh, look how much more we understand now than we did 20 years ago. So listeners, now that you've learned about forecasting hurricanes, what other ways or tools can we use to prepare for more powerful storms? Like, maybe we could build stronger buildings or figure out how to help communities recover faster. Come up with an idea, then think about it like a scientist. What information do you need to figure out how your hurricane tool would actually work? Thanks to Dr. Susanna Camargo, Lamont Research Professor in the Division of Ocean and Climate Physics at the Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory. She's also the Executive Director of the Initiative on Extreme Weather and Climate at Columbia University. I spoke with her at a workshop on seasonal hurricane forecasting at the Barcelona Supercomputing Center in November 2018. Thanks to Dr. Louis-Philippe Caron for inviting us and arranging our interview. And thanks to Thea for her excellent question. You can hear more from Lindsay's interview with Susanna on our Patreon and CastBox premium feeds. Just pledge for a dollar a month at patreon.com slash tumblepodcast. We'll have more resources about hurricanes on our blog at sciencepodcastforkids.com. I'm Lindsay Patterson, and I wrote and produced this episode. And I'm Marshall Escamilla, and I make all the music. Thanks for listening, and tune in next time for more stories of science discovery.